are now listening to the Whipped Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantal Chapman. You've probably seen the words of today's guest shared multiple times on Instagram. We're so excited to be sitting here IRL with Bianca Sparacino. Bianca is the creative director at Thought Catalog, spelled T-H-O-U-G-H-T, not T-H-O-T. FYI, and a writer from Toronto who aims to write honestly about the beauty that arises from the contrasts of life. Bianca is also the author of Seeds Planted in Concrete and The Strength in Our Scars, all available on Shop Catalog and from Thought Catalog Books. Hey guys, we are back. It's Bianca. And Chantal. We are here with Bianca Sparacino. I'm going to get you to introduce yourself. Awesome. Hi, everyone. I'm Bianca, uh, the other Bianca. (laughs) I'm the creative director for a company called Thought Catalog, but I'm also an author. Um, And you can usually find me putting my feelings all over the internet. So yeah, that's what I do for a living. I love it. So what we were going to do is read a couple of your pieces and then kind of delve into them. But before we do that, I think maybe we should touch on how you even began this journey. Yeah. So I just want to say, um, you guys probably know Bianca. What's your Instagram handle? At Rainbow Salt. Rainbow Salt. So Bianca has had, I've seen your viral, um, beautiful writing all over Instagram many times. And I'm sure you guys have too. So um, we're so excited to have you here and dive deep into like what are some of the influences for this this writing, which feels like it's like being downloaded from somewhere really amazing and deep. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's so sweet. What's your astrology sign? A Taurus. Cool. Yeah, Gemini. I know all. I like know my natal chart. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> You're my people. You're my people. Okay. Yeah, Taurus. Cool. A little sensitive earth sign, so. I love Taurus. I'm not just saying that, but. <laughs> what are you? I'm Cancer. Oh my gosh, yeah. so amazed. What are yeah. you? Pisces. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's why, as soon as you sat down, I'm like, this is already a podcast. You should press record now. <laughs> Three <laughs> peas and a little sensitive pod. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, uh, the way I got started, I. I didn't always want to be a writer. I have been writing like my whole life. It was always something that was really interesting to me. I was the kid who always had her nose in a book. I love Harry Potter, all of those like fanatical like books. Um, So that like drove a lot of my writing inspiration. And I would have like, I'm not kidding when I say hundreds of notebooks, like filled with like little short stories and poems and song lyrics. And I was always, always, always writing. Um, my fifth grade teacher, like Miss Salon, would always let me read my poems in front of the class. And everyone was always like, oh my God, make her stop. Because every day I'd come in and I, I'd want to read something. I'd just like be that You're kid. like, I just want to show you guys my soul today. <laughs> like, Who's I ready? I have a lot of feelings, okay? <laughs> Yeah, so um, that I was very, like, encouraged in that sense. But the way I grew up with my parents, um, their parents came here from Italy. They grew up being raised by, like, immigrants. So they had a very immigrant mentality, you know, back then. Um, And we, we, like, dealt with a lot of hardship growing up, a lot of, like, 
a lot of difficult things. Um, and whenever those difficult things would happen, they would kind of always say things like, see, this is why you have to use that like brain of yours. You know, you should be a doctor so you can actually like support yourself and support your family. Um, we don't ever want this ever happening to you. Like we don't want them taking your house from you. We don't want the, you know, anything like that happening. So from a very young age, I was kind of like <clears throat> primed to be like the, the intellectual, if that makes sense. That was kind of like the identity that was given to me and that I kind of took on. So I went to school for neuroscience. I was gonna be a doctor. And then um, all throughout it, I was still writing, but I wasn't taking it seriously because it wasn't a feasible job. And I was told that like pretty much my whole life. So I believed that I, I had to do something else with the gifts that I was given. I thought that was the way I was gonna like save people. I was like physically gonna save their lives. Um, and then I'm graduating with my friend and she looks at me and she's like starry eyed and she's like, isn't this the greatest thing ever? Like we get to save lives. Like we get to do this every day for the rest of our lives. And she's like, oh. and I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God. Oh no. Like that's absolutely not what I want to do. So you finished. Yeah. Like okay. I was, I was like done with it. Got I was it. like, I, I this actually isn't everything that I put all my time and energy into for the last four years is like, or my life pretty much was like not what I actually wanted to do. And it was like in that moment where like a veil was kind of pulled over and I kind of allowed to, I like gave myself permission to listen to myself for once. Cause I think I always knew that it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Um, yeah, and that's when I kind of just moved to Toronto, entered the world of serving, and and started <laughs> writing and sharing my work a, a little here and there on the internet. And then one of my articles um, went viral after like all my other ones being rejected on Thought Catalog, the same website I'm now the creative director for. How wow. funny is that? It's so funny. They rejected <laughs> both of my articles, and then this third one I wrote with like no. The other articles that I was submitting to them, it was like very formulaic where I was like, okay, this is what the world is liking right now. This is what I'll write. It was, you know, going, it was not being authentic to what I actually wanted to say. And then the third one I submitted, I wrote on a plane in 20 minutes and I was like bawling my eyes out because like planes do that to me. I'm very existential on planes, very in my feelings. Okay, I do that too and I've never heard anyone else talk about Oh, I've cried on the plane countless times. Oh yeah, it's like so, you like get into, I don't know what it is. I think there is like a psychological reason why it happens to certain people, but I think it could also be like the, the lack of distraction as well Uh, like you yeah you have your television but like if you're not using it you're just like listening to music but you're actually like listening to it you're not Mm -hmm. like on your phone Mm -hmm. you're not like fidgeting with a bunch of things you're not getting up and like getting distracted it's like you and yourself and your mind and I feel like when you can like really hone in on that you can (laughs) you can uncover a lot so I feel like for me I'll look out the window and I'll just it's so vast and big and I I think about how small I am in comparison and then my mind just goes to another place (laughs) yeah that's another thing oh my gosh I can't even think about that because it blows me away like looking at the moon it's like oh god (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so I, I like wrote something from like inside of myself on that plane. I, I read it to my roommate when I got home. She started bawling her eyes out. She's like, you know what? This is like the best thing you've ever written. Wow. You absolutely have to submit it. I submitted it just randomly. I was like, whatever. They rejected me a bunch of times. No one cares about my writing. <laughs> like, oh, artist. Yeah. Um, and it went viral overnight, and I woke up to like a thousand messages in my inbox, and I didn't even know. How I weird is that? Yeah, I didn't even wow. know. It was like reader mail. I was like, what is this? Is this spam? I like go to delete it. It's like a little girl in the Philippines who's like, thank you so much. Like, you helped me so much. And I'm like, wow. what? And then like India, like Argentina, wow. like everywhere. There was messages from everywhere, and I was just blown away. And I think in that moment, I gave gave myself permission to to like pursue whatever happened so yeah that's wow. that's the very long-winded story I am feeling this, like, <laughs> in my body it's weird me too like I have feature chill <laughs> that's wow. awesome it's, it's so incredible to hear you know like we put ourselves out there and we do work that we think we think other people will like but it's like the moment you tune into that truth mm-hmm it's just it's some there's something magical that happens i have a question yeah. that comes i mean this comes up for me a lot when i am putting my work out there mm-hmm. there's always like some kind of barrier between me and then putting it out there because i'm like i just want to hide still a little bit mm-hmm. how do you do you deal with that and like how because like, this is like it's writing so it's right there and it's like your soul right for yeah. anyone to just click on at any point <laughs> like me i'm like here let's look at your work so how did you have to overcome any kind of like did you have to overcome yourself if that makes sense to put it out there yeah absolutely on like so many levels so it's like I had to overcome the that fear that I was like failing because everyone I had ever been surrounded with they were going off to medical school and they were doing all of the things that they had set out to do and here I was working at like L Furniture Warehouse woo like (laughs) not knowing yeah and it's like in Toronto and I was just like going I was like I don't know what I'm doing like I'm working in this bar I'm like making great money I'm I'm meeting a lot of people but I feel like I I'm comparing myself to so many people so there is like that aspect of having to like just get over myself and understand that you know it's never too late to start over and that I didn't waste time because it's not wasting time if you're fulfilling an identity that will never fulfill you in your future um, and then I also had to overcome this this idea of being judged for my heart and what I was putting out there. I think a lot of people who feel very deeply can be told that they're too much or that, you know, they're too sensitive or that they have, like, too many feelings. And I, I did grow up getting called, like, oh, you're so sensitive. And it's, like, little things like that that kind of stick with you. So I didn't know if the work that I was putting out there was, like, valid or if people even wanted to read it or if they even related to it because it felt like I felt almost like a little alien if if that makes sense um so I really really struggled with that and I had to get over that but I think what really helped me was like the books that I read and like I would always like seek inspiration from other authors and I would look for advice on things like that just how to like build up resilience and how to build up grit and how to understand that you know you're whatever you are feeling is a very like human experience Mm -hmm. and to invalidate that on any form is to like quite literally invalidate what almost every single person feels and I just had to remind myself that it was like worthy I love the word grit so much (laughs) every time I hear it I don't know I just feel like you with your upbringing you you 
probably had all of that in you already, the grit, the resiliency. You know? Yeah, it's, you know what, it's really funny because I, I don't, I never, like, saw it that way, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I, my parents were absolutely incredible human, like, nothing but amazing, amazing things to say about my mother and my father. Um, I never knew that we struggled the way we struggled until I grew up and realized, mm -hmm. oh, like my parents would say stuff like, make sure that you become a doctor so mm -hmm. you'll never have to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, we're just hiding. Someone's like knocking on our door. It's like, oh, well, you know, 10 yeah. years later, you realize you're about to get like thrown on the streets yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like, I never knew that. I never knew that I was like being like, kind of like primed and like strengthened along yeah. the way yeah. um, but now I can look back on it and I think a lot of like my a lot of my belief in okay it's always going to get better like no matter what like you, nothing in your life is ever going to defeat you because you've already been through so much I think that's where a lot of it it came from and yeah mm. so that's a, a really strong belief that you have nothing will defeat me because I've been through so much yeah, and I mean, I I definitely don't mean that in the sense of, um, like, oh, nothing, like, mm -hmm. ah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm amazing, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, they can't see this, I just, yeah. I just did a two-piece sign in the air, everyone. Like gang I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry, we love it. <laughs> I'm, like, dancing, I'm, like, very much into dancing, so I apologize. Yeah, I, I don't mean it in, in that sense. Like, yeah. I'm indestructible. Yeah. I actually think that's super toxic. Yes. I mean, it's like, feel what you are feeling. Yeah. And, you know, a wound will not heal unless you dig right into it. Yeah. Unless, you know, rent it. Yeah, and you're saying that, like, I'm, like, I've created space for whatever is going to arise because mm -hmm. I know I'm resilient. Exactly. Yeah. And Beautiful. even in the darkest of moments, I can, you know, no matter what I'm feeling, because there are days where I feel super defeated and there are days where it's like, whoa, uh, what am I doing? Yeah. But then I have to remind myself and I've made it like a priority of mine to in those moments remind myself, you know, you thought this mm -hmm. two months ago and look where you are now. You thought this five years ago when you didn't know what to do with your writing and look what happened like it may not happen now but you always know that there is like light within you and like light within the world yeah. and and that will that will always be there even if you can't feel it right now like it's inside of you and I think it, the it word that yeah I think the word that like comes to mind the whole time you're speaking is being unstoppable yeah. so it's like all of the stuff is still going to happen exactly. year after year the good and the bad it but being unstoppable is what is is kind of your is what you're kind of pointing to and saying you can't be defeated. Yeah, it's if that like, makes sense. Like you're not going to just let whatever comes up halt you from your journey. Because how could it, right? Like every single thing that comes your way is never going to set you back because it's just teaching you so much. And in that sense, it's kind of like what you were talking about in within the two months to the or the six months to the two years. Yeah, you're growing and you're learning about yourself and you're going through stuff. And then one day you like all of all of what which wasn't like whole or something that you didn't have within you you have now and it's like even though you had to go through the dirt and like the messiness of those feelings you came out of it with growth and with lessons and with the you know capacity to overcome yeah and within that how could you ever be pushed back it's like you're only ever being moved forward yes. if that makes sense I um my one of my favorite books is The Prophet 
Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a line in there about pain, and he says pain is breaking the shell to our understanding. Hmm. I love, I love that. And it's exactly what you're saying. And it's a scary thing to do, though. It is. <laughs> it is. But it's it's our human experience. You know, it's it's the things that we need to go through to deepen um, our awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, do the work. Tune into the subtleties of all the beautiful things, the beautiful moments that do exist in this life. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you really learned how to, how to appreciate those beautiful moments yeah. in, in a different way, almost. It's, it's almost inexplainable. Like, yeah. there are no words for it. Yeah. But when you come out of a really hard time and you're like, oh, I'm still, like, yeah. oh, okay, like, I'm here. I'm, I'm here and I've, I've grown. I think I've you grown You think the hard time. That, yeah. 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 It's like, wow, thank you for breaking up with me or thank you for, you know, <laughs> doubting me or thank you for, which sounds ridiculous. It's like, thank you so much for, like, you would never say that in the moment someone's breaking your yeah. heart. Yeah. But eight months, two years down the line when you meet someone who actually makes you realize that what you had wasn't love or what you had wasn't the love that you needed you're like whoa imagine being in that relationship still never having been able to experience like the beauty and like the depth of like this kind of love it's like thank you so much for letting me go thank yourself for allowing yourself to move forward out of that too yeah I think yeah that I think that is like as humans, that is our goal, to, like, be able to look at situations, painful ones, and understand that suffering exists always, Mm -hmm. and, like, what did I get from this suffering? What was the lesson? And I personally feel that it's, like, my work, my program, my practice is to help me improve, like, the recovery time and connecting to that lesson, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as, like, how long it takes, That's such a good point. I was just thinking that as you were speaking, because it's like I used to resent the bad times. Like I used to like look back on it and not feel like this, not feel like grateful that that happened to me and Mm -hmm. all the wisdom that it brought. I used to be angry that it happened to me. Mm -hmm. So I think. Which is so valid. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. But I think once you start growing, like once you grow up really and mature, I think, and have like a really good practice set in stone, like things that you have to do constantly to like feel like a human every day, mm-hmm. then you start realizing when you can extract the, the gratefulness from the darkness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm so curious, what was that first article that went viral about? Um, it was called How to Ruin Your Life Without Even Thinking That You Are. <laughs> I know. Without even realizing that you are. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be, like, so cool and, like, write it from this level that is, like, kind of shocking. And, and you know, I, I look back on a few of, like, the last paragraphs in, in that article, and I've grown a lot since then. It's like... It says something about, you know, don't ever settle for a job you don't love. Like, not even if it's to pay your bills. And it's like, okay, relax. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're 19 years old. Like, you, you know, okay. I'm not promoting yeah. homelessness. No, exactly. It's like, oh, oh God. <laughs> but, you know, that was the like sentiment the... sentiment was there. The sentiment was there. It kind of mean <clears throat> I what I meant to say was, you know, you do whatever you have to do to be able to support yourself and to exist as a human because that's a very real thing we all have bills we all have things that we we want or need or you know priorities that we have to fulfill and um there that's like a very normal aspect of our lives but you know um 
just make the time for the things that you love. That's what I was trying to say, yeah. but it came off in a different way. But yeah, that it, it went viral. It, I think one of the biggest uh, lines from it is just talking about learning how to like be alone um, yes. and like eat alone, take yourself on dates. And it's like, you don't think that you're growing within that, but you are because you're learning about yourself. And then when you do meet someone who like ignites you and who just like knows you on a deep level, you will only understand that because you know yourself. And that was the line that kind of like whoosh, sent it, sent it off into the world. Yes. And people yes. really, really admired that and started sharing it. And yeah, it kind of just, it kind of just like carried everything and it went viral. So. Yeah, I think that's a perfect segue to read the piece. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> because you want it? because it kind of touches on that as well. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Chantel's my reader. This, I'm so nervous. No, 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 no. I love, I love this. Oh, my gosh. I'm reading it from here. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow, this is... I've never done this before. <laughs> okay. I'm so nervous. Don't be. Okay. Maybe right now your journey isn't about love. Maybe right now your journey is about you. Maybe this is the season you are being challenged to be your own savior, to be your own safe place. Maybe right now you are being reminded that the people who walked away were only ever leading you back to yourself, were only ever leading you here. And here you are okay on your own. Here you are rebuilding. Here you are adapting and mending and reclaiming all of the pieces you let them walk away with. Here, you are being kinder, your soul. You are giving yourself the same kind of love you have always given to others. Here, you are not rushing your heart. You are not depending on another human being to fix it. Instead, here, you are doing that on your own. Here, you are healing. Wow. <laughs> so when I first saw that, I sent it to you right away. Yeah. And I was Aww. like, I don't even think we spoke about it. We were both just like, whoa. <laughs> Because I can relate to that on so many levels, especially within the past two years of my life, where I've make it, I made it, and like a like a conscious effort to be by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this a ton. It's just like that is the hardest thing to do. So be alone from all of the substances, not just love. Mm-hmm. Like truly, just be with Bianca. And when I read that, I was like, wow. I, I guess like I, I, you get so stuck in your head thinking that you're the only one kind of feeling this way. Yeah. So when I read that, it not only made me feel like connected to you, even though we've never oh. met, it made me just feel um, like calmer. I love that. I you always know? tell people to read the comments on my um, Instagram. I have like a super engaged community of like amazing human beings who are always just like replying to one another and then they're like talking about their experiences. So if someone's like, whoa, I didn't know anyone felt this way, I'll just reply to them and be like, look at the comments, look at the thousand people who are commenting here talking about needing this tonight or having been going through this for the last six months or understanding it on like a cellular level like you are not alone and even if they're not right in front of you you can kind of like grasp that from seeing like the community there so it's really beautiful it's like it's a gift within itself. I think for me, I was always reaching for something else to not really deal with myself or look at myself or be with myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be with myself and I didn't like myself. There's so many layers to it. So I was always reaching to some, for something to distract me mm-hmm. or, 
or I, I think it was mainly that just not have to really focus and like just be by myself. And I think all of us, like every conversation I, I had, everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you are quiet and can come back to yourself is when you can start building that confidence and like really mm-hmm. truly listening to what you want. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was such an amazing, beautifully written piece. It is. And it's also, I feel like it's like a prayer for like anyone who struggles with any codependency, mm-hmm. um, any love addiction stuff, you know, cause it's, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's like, it's hard. Human beings are addictive. It's yeah. like, it's like a drug almost. It's yeah. like validation and attention and it, physical touch is addictive. Mm-hmm. It's like a very psychological thing. Like mm-hmm. it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but it's hard when you're like alone and you can't sit with yourself and you're like, Oh, I need to invite someone over. Or like, Oh, like I need to be like out in the world. Like I need to be doing something. It's like when, when I got to that, that level I was like whoa you can't even sit five minutes alone with your brain and your mind and your feelings without almost feeling like not at home within yourself and and how is that okay like at the end of the day like you are the the person you know like you are on your own like I don't you know, you've read my writing, you know, yeah. I believe in like connection and embracing every but human But it comes being. back to you. But it always comes back yeah. to you. And, and you have to be able to take care of yourself. And, you know, I, I really do believe that when I started learning about myself and learning about like what I actually, um, actually needed versus like what I wanted or thought I wanted because it was what everyone else wanted, or it was like this surface level want, when I started really learning about myself on a deep level, I started realizing all the ways in life I was kind of like not being true to myself or, or settling or just like filling voids with human beings. And that's like, what made you realize that? I think just being with myself, like I was, what made you want to be with yourself? Oh, I was single for a while. Okay. And I was like, I was obsessed with the idea of like moving on and like getting into another relationship and, and, and like, it just, it felt wrong. If that makes sense. Like I almost can't explain it. Um, it felt wrong to be rushing it, to be rushing it to like, I, I remember asking myself like, why am I in such a rush? Like what's, what, what is this? And you know, just when I started being okay with being alone in regards to just like telling myself that I was okay being alone it actually started feeling like normal and you know I'd be like texting people and it would be like you know what no like I don't need to engage in this I don't need the validation like I'm good and that was hard but it was like no like almost like experiment with this you know like see how long you can go or or you know learn more about yourself because is this what you really want like is this the person who's going to be by your side for like 20 years 30 years is this person who's going to like carry you down the stairs if you can't just the person for right now sometimes because you want to distract yourself again exactly and it's like it's like so hard (sighs) to come tell her like oh no you know what like like i can sit here 
I can like uh, obviously I can like sit here and be like oh yeah like just be alone it's yeah it's freaking hard it's hard in a day and age where you have so much around you so many things distracting you like you have social media just in your face constantly even when you don't want it to be because you walk outside and there's like billboards and models and na 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 and it's like none of that should take away from the way you feel about yourself but if you have an unhealthy relationship with it that's when it usually starts too exactly um, and that's something like I really learned. I used to be the person who was like, I vilify social media and be like, oh, I hate it. Like, why do I have to do it? Like, rah, rah, rah. and then I saw that it could be like this, like connective, beautiful thing. And it's like, well, well, if you have a good relationship with it, if you can like check yourself, which is very hard to do, but if you can check yourself and like know what's like triggering you or making you feel bad about yourself or or like lessening your self-worth. It's like, don't give it that power. Like mm-hmm. unfollow, shut your app, get out of your head and into your body, like go for a walk, listen to some good music. Like, you know, there yeah. are ways to kind of bring yourself back home to yourself. And, yes. and I think that's, that's special. I have two questions for you. The first one is, are, I wanted to know like more about what are some of those practices that you use to like tune into yourself. Um, obviously, inventory is a big one because of the writing that you do. It, it has like this, um, you know, like if you work a recovery program around any addiction, there's tons of inventory writing, writing mm-hmm. the feelings out. So that feels to me like that that in itself is one of your practices. What are yeah. some of your other practices that you use to you know, develop, um, I guess, a closer connection to your intuition, but also be okay, like stabilize your nervous system to be okay to be alone. Yeah, so I think that obviously, like, writing is a huge, huge aspect of it. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the time, a lot of what I do to kind of, like, ground myself comes back to allowing myself to write if that makes sense. So if I'm feeling creatively blocked or if I'm emotional and I'm like, ah, like what, what is the root of this? Like, I didn't just like get upset with this person because they did anything wrong. It's because I'm like agitated today, but why am I, am I upset with myself? Yeah. Usually it comes back to like something, you know, being upsetting in myself. Taking ownership. Exactly. So I, I think it's really important to not just like, um, how do I explain this? Like when I act, if if it doesn't feel right or like in, in a lot of situations, I'll kind of try to step back from it and be like, how did I like show up in that situation? Yeah. And why did I show up that way in that situation? Because I'm walking away from it not feeling super good. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people can just like walk away. And I have been that person on many occasions and just forget about it. And it all is fine. Like you apologize or whatever. But lately I've been, or for a while, I've, I've been really encouraging myself to kind of, like, dig into, like, maybe not always being, like, that shining example of who I am and maybe not always being, like, you know, the, the person who was right or, you know, the person who didn't make the mistake. It's like, okay, so you were, and that doesn't feel good, but why doesn't that feel good? Yeah. And, like, like I, I guess it's, like, asking yourself questions. I love that. To, to put it, like, so in... Beautiful in a term yeah it's a personal Um, inventory yeah just like why am I acting the way I'm acting why am I feeling the way I'm feeling it's so easy to say I'm sad or oh I'm upset and and I feel like it's very easy to get caught up in those feelings but 
allowing yourself to actually feel those feelings kind of gives you the capacity to ask yourself, okay, why mm-hmm. am I feeling this? Or like, why did this happen to me or for me? Um, and that's like something that's really helped me get out of my head when I'm kind of like spiraling mm-hmm. or when I'm doubting myself or anything along those lines. It's like, are you really doubting yourself? Mm-hmm. Or are you just a little insecure right now because of X or Y or Z? And there's always, there really is always a reason, like nine times out of 10. I mean, sometimes someone's just a little bit of a jerk and you're like, okay, go away. Like, you know what? I'm not, (laughs) this isn't my fault. But a lot of the time it's like, I could have shown up differently there. And that's why I'm feeling so overwhelmed right now. So beautiful, beautiful awareness. My second question is, you know, so you take time to be alone for a while and you get used to that. Mm -hmm. And then someone enters your life. And for me, I'm experiencing this. There's a ton of fear around, oh my God, like I was finally good being alone. Mm-hmm. I'm it's so like it all afraid. comes crashing back. Yeah. yeah. Am I going to get back into this? What are your thoughts around that? And what are your, because I know you're in a relationship mm-hmm. now, like what do you do to stay like kind of with your, your practice and stay with that, um, connection to self that is not doesn't have any essence of like codependency yeah so I mean I think that's a superhuman thing to struggle with because it's so exciting and beautiful to meet someone who you you think understands you on like that like deep level it's beautiful you just want to dive into it especially if you feel feel things very deeply so it's very easy to like lose yourself in other human beings because you want to give so much of yourself so like very, very human, especially for people like like us. I feel <laughs> um, <laughs> sensitive. <laughs> Squad, did you pick that up? <laughs> we all just start crying. <laughs> I'm on the verge of. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, um, something that I I kind of I don't know if I came up with this or if I heard it somewhere, but. I've always kind of had this in the back of my head where it's relationships are unions and they're not melting pots. Mm, So I'm coming into this relationship with my hopes and my fears and my baggage and literally everything that's gone on in my life, all of my aspirations, all the things that inspire me, all of the things that like make me want to get out of bed in the morning. And sometimes it's easy to see that within yourself, but it's hard to realize that the person you're in a relationship is the exact same way in a different way Mm. so what gets them up in the morning can be different and the things that cause like their chest to tighten is different and you know I think in a lot of relationships um it becomes a melting pot where it's like I am you and you are me and oh why would you do that because I would never do that to you and oh why would you Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it it's like that's that's not the way to do it it's like whoa I acted this way because I am me and you acted that way because you are you and how do we find like like a balance versus like crashing into one another and expecting each other to just become one another how do I stay true to myself and hold myself accountable in this relationship while understanding that you are your own person and you've been through your own things as well it's like 
I don't know if that made any sense at all. Perfect no, sense. Okay. I just I, keep sitting I tend here to wondering. Like ramble. <laughs> no, I just keep sitting here wondering how you've gotten to this point because it takes know, a lot so of like. Wise. It takes a I lot mean, of. I mean, I'm still a little jerk sometimes, no, like in my relationship. Are. I'm like, yeah. why do you like that photo on Instagram? It's like, oh god. Like, he's like Bianca. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like a matter of, of understanding that like you are your own person and they are their own person and you don't need to be the same person. I feel like that's where a lot of like codependency comes from. Um, it's like you can go off and do your own things and they can go off and do their own things and you can have like these beautiful rich lives outside of each other yeah. and then together as well where it's balanced though. Yeah. So you're not like... Pfft, you're yeah. more like, hey, like we work really well together because we understand each other yeah. on all of our levels. And, and yeah, I understand that you love in a different way that I love. And, you know, we're in a relationship because I've come to understand that I can accept the kind, the way that you love because we've communicated that, right? It's like everyone loves differently. If you're in a relationship with someone who isn't loving you the way you like, like, think that you can live with for the rest of your life then obviously that's not your person Mm -hmm. but if you're communicating with one another and and talking with one another and and you know like their love language and the way that they kind of want to be loved Mm -hmm. and that's okay for you then that could be a really really beautiful thing that doesn't have to be like oh my god we're the exact same person exactly yeah I've always like really admired relationships that I've like grown up seeing like that like my parents are very very different yeah but when they would you know they would kind of just be like each other's safe place in in that sense like that's so beautiful yeah like no matter what happened in their exterior exterior worlds they would come back and talk about it and laugh about it Mm -hmm. and and like love one another through it in their own ways because they knew one another so well Mm -hmm. so it was like you know they kind of helped each other yeah. without like fixing each other yeah. if that makes that's sense that's such a big yeah the yeah. fixing thing is because yeah. that's what we all t- tend to want to do yeah. like do this do my practice do what I do exactly. do what I'm into yeah, do, that's do, 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 literally do. what I was trying to say for the last 25 minutes <laughs> I'm so guilty of that I'm like well you need to be doing all this because I've done all this work and it works so you should be doing it too yeah. it's like okay slow the brakes yeah. I think what's so interesting and what came up while you were speaking is being uh like um someone who's viewing the relationship from the outside sometimes instead of being so immersed in it that you can't see it's such an important part of like taking yourself out and being okay let's look at this logically and calmly and like this is my shit and this is this person's shit and sometimes it's just getting shitty yeah you know (laughs) and instead of being so deep in it and so wrapped up in each other that you literally can't take a moment to look at it from different lenses you know, I think we're all guilty of that, especially like when you're younger, you're just so into yeah. all of the emotions that you can't see anything straight. There's so I think like that's what ego. can keep you balanced. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah Do we want to maybe read it. the next piece? Okay. Can you okay. read it? Do you have it? I will. <laughs> Chantel's like, do not make me do that again. No, I'm going to like... You did so well. I, I, I like grew up with a speech impediment. So I like whenever I do stuff like this, I tend to stumble. So I apologize in advance. We're here to support you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Um, you're going to realize it one day. That happiness was never about your job or your degree or being in a relationship Happiness was never about following in the footsteps of all of those who came before you. It was never about being like the others. One day you're going to see it. 
that happiness was always about the discovery, the hope, the listening to your heart and following it wherever it chose to go. Happiness was always about being kinder to yourself. It was always about embracing the person you were becoming. One day you will understand that happiness was always about learning how to live with yourself, that happiness was never in the hands of other people. It was always about you. It was always about you. Wow. <laughs> I don't know you're so sweet. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. I'm yeah. just over here like, hey. <laughs> like laughing. Um, I know yeah. when Bianca likes something, she just laughs. I can't, I can't look up, I'm tearing up for it. She just laughs. That's why I am. I'm like, don't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well. I think that is so fucking cool. Just like, because... I don't know. I just reflect so much back. I'm, I'm acting like I'm like 90. And I'm like, oh, I reflect back on my <laughs> younger days. But I just reflect back so much on when I was younger and making everything about everybody else. Like, it's your fault. It's this person's fault. Yeah. It's, this, it's my parents' fault that I'm this way. It's And coming back to the realization that it's like always coming back to you and how you're choosing to look at things mm-hmm. and how you're choosing, like you said, to show up in certain situations. That's just what kept I kept thinking about as you were reading that. Uh, I don't know. I just find that so refreshing to know that, like, number one, it really is within your, I don't love the word control, but it's within your power Mm -hmm. to direct how you want things to move in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, like, checking in with yourself, too. It's, like, for me, like, a big part of my happiness is, like, okay, I can view the world in, in a certain lens, and that's fine, if I'm like quick to view it in that lens, but if I can like step outside of it and be like, okay, maybe this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Yeah. And and that's always been really like special. That's always been a really big like quote in my head. Yeah. It's like why this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me, but I'm the person who gets to dissect that reason. And it's like when people are like, everything happens for a reason. I'm always like, because you, you dissect the reason. Yeah. Like the universe isn't like, I don't know how to explain it. I totally get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. The like, the like cognitive psychologist in me and like the scientist is coming out where I'm just like, the universe is like, I believe in, in like spirituality and I believe in all of that stuff. But I also believe in like your humanness and your capacity as a human being to not be like this listless person in the world who's just being guided randomly in different directions it's like no if if something happens to you you can you choose the lesson you you choose you know how it affects you and and how you like rise from it or how you how you heal it and and yeah so there might be like some serendipitous like aspect to it you know everything kind of of happens and leads you on your journey but I also feel like you you're inserted into that as well like you you're dealing with it and you're you are are taking meaning from it and adding meaning to it and and like construing it in whatever way that you want to so it's like when you do have that power and you realize that you have that power and you give yourself permission to like own what you're going through and give yourself permission to take up space within it it can't it can't control you anymore. Like you, you've taken it back. And I think that's like so unbelievably special. And it takes you out of being a victim in the situation and being empowered in the situation. Exactly. And then that's what gets to guide you throughout your life, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? 
what about me? I just, well, like, what came up for you? <laughs> no, not what about you in general, but what came up for you in, in listening to that? I, I agree, like, the the victim from victimhood to victory, as our lovely friend Sue Dev yeah. says. Um, I love that. That, that is awesome. Quote. Yeah, victimhood to victory. That's what came up. And, and choice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I really felt that one. Um, just... I think when we we're in the place of the victim mindset, we we think we're so powerless, and um, and sometimes it can be really hard to get out of there. Of and course. I, yeah, and I love just how you do this writing, and I also love how you pointed out um, for people as a resource to look at the Instagram comments, because when we can mm-hmm. connect, like there's something about the connection and community that pulls us out of that. Yeah. Um, I'm not the only person in the, the world dealing with this. this. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I mean, when you were saying like, I was angry, it's like, there are so many people who are so valid in their anger. There are yeah. people who have been through things that I will never understand. I'm like a white girl who grew up in Toronto. Like mm-hmm. I have privilege. Right. Yeah. So I, I can't relate to like every single human being on, on every aspect. And, and, you know, there are a lot of people who deserve to be angry, but there are a lot of people who are like angry, but also not like living, living in that anger. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the Nelson Mandela quote where he says, you know, resentment is like pouring, pouring yourself a glass of poison and drinking Mm -hmm. it and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, hundred percent. That's perf. That's the perfect way to sum up. Yeah, to to sum it up, it's like we deal with really hard things, and it's it's okay to be upset or to be like knocked off your path in in that regard. Like, yeah. no one is just like bolstering their way through no, life. Like, no. that's not affecting me. That's not affecting <laughs> no, me. That's, that's, like, that's a disassociation and bypassing. You exactly. have to feel the human emotions. You have to kind of go through it to get through it. Right? Yeah. So it's like get angry yeah. and 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 get upset and yeah. feel your feelings, but do not live there. Like. Like, do not live there. Do not live yeah. there. Don't continue the suffering. Don't, like, create the suffering. Yeah. Don't continue as spaces for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a huge lesson I learned. Yeah. And, like, in my life. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, you so much. Know. You're wow. amazing. I'm so blown away by your wisdom. You're, no. you're, you're an angel. You guys should see no. her. She's wearing this beautiful white blazer, and she's sitting behind this, like, there's this white wall. Oh. <laughs> The lights just like hitting her. Like, just so cute. Becca, champagne pop. Like, I feel that? you, girl. <laughs> highlighter. Champagne pop. Oh, highlighter. Not spawn. Angel highlighter. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're so you. sweet. Oh no, thank you for thank you for having me. I mean, it's like uh, I love talking about this stuff. And I just feel like it's the work that you're doing um, to, like, bring these kinds of conversations are kind of like what I was talking about in my comments. It's like, if you hear it and you relate to it, it's it's really special. And yeah. I think it can do a lot more than you ever really realize it can do when For you're sure. putting it out. So sure. just yeah. like... Even if one single person hears something yeah. or reads something and they feel not so alone, that's worth the work. Everything. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. If you want to maybe just tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Rainbow Salt. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, and and that's that's pretty much it. Like I, my writing is like all over the internet, right. so that's like the that's the main place. <laughs> and I have uh, some books, so you can. I'm not going to say their names, but you can definitely go on my Instagram and, and find them there. It's it's all there. So yeah, cool. Cool. Thank you thank so much you for being on. No, thank you. Thanks for listening. So as a money coach, I always talk about the exchange of energy. You guys just listen to this dope episode for free. So don't be cheap. Make a deposit into your Karma Bank account and review and subscribe to this podcast.